0: So hopefully you've taken my advice or someone else's advice and you've built an email list. You know that email marketing is the number one driver of sales online over social media, both paid and organic. And we don't want to take a chance on any one platform always existing. So we want to always be cultivating our own audience through our email list. So good for you if you've done that, but what do you send those people? What kind of emails should you be sending them? How often should you send emails? Well, I want to make it very simple for you today. I want to share with you the four kinds of emails you should be sending to your list in order to grow your income, in order to scale your business. This is a strategy. This isn't something you do randomly. There is a purpose and a method behind the madness to know what to email, when to email, and how to do it in a way that feels good, that adds a ton of value to your list, but strategically sets you up to win and make money. Let's discuss. Episode 134 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your own business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Who else? Be weird if it weren't me hosting a show named the Graham Cochran Show. Hope you're doing well today. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, if you wouldn't mind, go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review if you're enjoying the show. It really helps out and it means a ton. And I get to get some of your feedback if you live over in the podcast land. And if you're watching on YouTube, as always, I appreciate the likes, the subscribes, and the comments are so helpful for me to know if you're digging this content. I look at everything. I pay attention to what uh, content from the show you really like, what's added value to you, what you're doing with the material. I really love seeing that. So keep the comments flowing. I appreciate it. We're gonna talk about email today. And I wanna give you a gift when it comes to email writing. I wanna make it easy for you when you wanna promote anything to your list, whether it's launching a new product or you're gonna do a Black Friday sale or you're gonna do any kind of promotion, I want to give you a simple template. It's my five-day product pitch email sequence. This works so well. I teach it to all of my students. It's built on the concept of giving and generosity, so it just feels good to create this type of sequence. It adds a ton of value to your list, and more importantly, it converts. It actually works. It'll put money in your pocket. It's super simple. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash five days. That's the number five. And then the word days, grahamcochran.com slash five days to grab my five-day product pitch email sequence. If you're watching on YouTube, just click the link below uh, and you'll be able to grab it. It's free. And then just use that as a inspiration. You can you can literally verbatim do a sequence just like that. I literally show you a sequence that I've used to make hundreds of thousands of dollars for one of my products. It works great. Um, or you can build off of it, make it a seven-day sequence, make it a 10-day sequence, or even a three-day, but the five-day one works really, really well, as you'll see, once you open that template up and there's instructions in there as well, how to use it. Grahamcochran.com slash five days. Okay. Let's talk about email. Um, your list is so critical. You've built it. A lot of times what I'm teaching you and hopefully what you're getting is you don't just want to like be discovered online. So like, let's say you have a video that is working for you. People discover that video or you have a really popular podcast and people are tuning in and they're loving it. But then you strategically, because you've listened to good old uncle Graham, you strategically offered your audience more for free, a lead magnet, much like my five day product pitch email sequence that I just gave you for free that what do they have to do? They have to go opt into your email list to get that free thing. Right? So now you have their email address and hopefully you've paid attention and you've created an email sequence that's automated. We call this a funnel. If you ever heard the term a funnel, they're going through those emails over the next few days and they're eventually getting pitched one of your products. And so then they can buy it and you're selling products automatically around the clock. I mean, this is the foundation of passive income. This is how I've built both of my businesses. This is how I work so few hours and are able to scale an incredible business. So hopefully you have that in place. The question I get though is, okay, I got that in place, but I also have this list now, Graham, maybe it's a thousand people. Maybe it's 500 people. Maybe it's 5,000 people uh, who have gone through that funnel at some point and now they're through it. Now they're just on my normal list. What do I do with them? What do I send them? Obviously, you know, you want to sell stuff, but then you don't want to sell all the time because you don't want to burn out the list. So like what I, what I find people do when I ask them, well, what are you sending them? You know what they say? Nothing. I'm not sending them anything. I don't want to bug my list. I, I, I get so angry when I hear that language. You're not bugging your list. They opted into your list. If they don't like it, they can opt out with one click. It is your list. And Hey, you are a business owner. This isn't about you getting your feelings hurt or feeling like you're disappointing somebody or irritating somebody. You are a CEO of a company. You have to drive sales. So what do you have to do to drive sales? Now you don't have to be a jerk. You don't have to manipulate people and you certainly don't have to promote every single day and just squeeze the list dry for every drop of money that's possible. No, 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 you don't have, that's not the only alternative. There is the alternative that I'm going to share with you, which is a strategic four-part strategy to managing your list, your existing broadcast list, so that they feel respected and feel like they're getting value and that you make the most money possible. There's a win-win. There always is a win-win if you look for it and fight for it, okay? So let me give you the win-win. There's four kinds of emails you should send. I'm just going to go through these four, explain them briefly, give you some suggestions of how you can implement them, uh, and then you need to stew on this and you need to go implement it, okay? So this is for you if you have an email list of any size, any size. You ready? Okay, email number one, type of email, is your weekly content you must be producing and publishing content weekly, minimum. If you can do more than once a week, great. Be as prolific as you possibly can. The more content, the faster you make content, the better you are because you have more pathways floating around the internet, blog posts, YouTube videos, et cetera, leading people to your content, right? Every piece of content you put out there I think I've heard Sean Cannell explain it this way and this is exactly how I view it. Every he talks about it as it relates to YouTube, but every YouTube video you put out there is like an employee working for you 24/7 sending people to your funnel so they can buy your products 24/7 for free. They work for you for free forever. That's why you create content. It's called content marketing and it works. So you need to be doing content. And what I find fascinating is, is my students will be producing a new podcast every week or a new video every week, or they're writing a blog post every week and they don't email that to their list. What? Why would you do such a thing? You, your list is made up of your super fans. These are people who found your free content originally and wanted more from you so much so that they were willing to exchange their email address for it these people love you they've gone a step beyond the average lurker on the internet and you're not going to let them know when your podcast is live or your latest videos on YouTube silly 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 don't do that right we cannot assume that people are going to get notifications from YouTube or that they get their episodes of the podcast pushed to their phone. Like even if they do, we can't assume they're going to see it. So it is your responsibility to let them know you have a new piece of content. This does two things. One, this is just very convenient for them. It's very convenient if you can just email them, Hey, here's my latest podcast episode. Oh, thank you, Graham. Thank you. Because now they know what it's about. They've got a couple of bullet points of what you cover in it, why they should listen to it or watch it or read it or whatever it is. And, uh, And they're just grateful because, you know what, they probably would get around to rechecking for your show, but don't assume that they're narcissistic. (laughs) Don't assume that they're as narcissistic about you as you are about yourself. They don't care about you that much that they're constantly checking your show. Now you're super, super fans will, but that's not most people because most people are normal and they're busy and they probably have other shows or YouTube channels or blog posts that they read. So it's your job to promote your free stuff to your list. And those are the people to promote it to because they're the people that love you and love your stuff. So it's helping them out by saying, Hey, I've got a new piece of content. out. go check it out. Two, it helps them out because not only does it remind them, but it gets them to engage with the content and you know, the content will help them. So this is a little bit of meta and I'm not talking about the new Facebook parent company, but you know, it's meta in that I'm doing this right now. Many of you Are watching this or listening to this. Why? Because I emailed you, you're on my list and you got an email notification from me directly saying, Hey, I've got a whole new piece of content out on the four kinds of emails you should be sending to your list. So it works. It gets you here. It's a reminder. Like I can't assume that you're going to go find my stuff every week. So I'm going to do the legwork for you. And then hopefully you get benefit out of this piece of content to help you grow your business. So I am helping you by just emailing you my latest piece of content. What this also does though for you as the business owner, put your business owner hat back on. So now you're not my student. Now you and I are fellow business owners. We're talking about that role. Um, When you email out your free content to your people, this is strategic because it trains your people to expect emails from you, number one, trains them to expect valuable emails from you that aren't sales emails. Like, oh, Graham sends valuable emails, like helpful stuff that I could use right away, trains them to open emails and it trains them to click on links in your emails. Okay, do you see those four things? Sending your weekly content trains people to expect emails from you, trains them to expect valuable emails from you, trains them to open and trains them to click. This sounds weird, but you are forming habits. You're forming a relationship. You're forming expectations, whether they're explicit or implicit or subconscious, but you are creating an expectation that when someone's on your list, they're gonna get regular emails from you. And those emails are gonna be valuable. You're gonna to wanna to open those emails and you're gonna to wanna to click on those emails because they deliver. This is so important to you and for you, I should say, if you ever wanna sell anything which we're going to get to in a minute. Okay. Just, and this is simple. This is nothing that you're not doing. You've already done the work. You already shot the video. You already made the podcast. You already wrote the Epic guide or the blog post. You don't have to do any other extra work other than just email them about it and point to it. This is creating a culture for your list that will be very healthy and very prone to take action when you have a paid offer. Okay, so that's the first kind of email and it's the most important. And to be honest, sometimes this is the only email you're sending. This is at least weekly. So get in your heads that you're gonna send an email every week to your list, minimum, and that email is gonna be your weekly content, okay? And there's gonna be stretches of weeks and months where like that's all you're sending, and that's fine. That's the habit, that's the muscle. So okay, never not send that weekly content email. Number two, are over-delivers. So over-delivers are as obvious as it sounds, it's it's delivering over and above what you promised. All you promised them was when they opted in that you were going to send them the free thing they opted in for. And then you should be putting probably on your opt-in somewhere, some form of, hey, when you join this list to get this free thing, you are joining a list. I'm gonna be sending you weekly free content, right? So they know what to expect. You're delivering them that weekly free content and over deliver is sending them more. So what I like to do from time to time is send something to my email list subscribers that it's not posted anywhere else. It's exclusive. So sometimes I'll just open up my phone or my laptop and just shoot a video for them something came up or maybe I had a coaching call or maybe I got out of my mastermind and there was a really great breakthrough or there was something I wanted to share. I'll just film it and send it to my email list subscribers, teaching them something. So it's an, it's a piece of content that I'm emailing them and I tell them, and I want you to do the same, tell them I'm not posting this publicly anywhere else. This is just for you because you're on my list and say that in the beginning of the email. You could say that in the subject line, if there's room, if it makes sense, but especially at the beginning of the email saying, Hey, you're only getting this because you're on my email list. I'm not posting this on YouTube. I'm not sharing this publicly. I wanted to send you this because I really appreciate you being on my list. This is something we call an overdeliver, And this does two things. One, it's adding value because it's a piece of content or, you know, you're sharing a thought. Um, But two, it's training them to feel special for being on your list because guess what they are. Your email list subscribers should be some of your favorite people short of your paying customers. And a lot of times there's overlap and you obviously would love all your email subscribers to become paying customers. But these are your best people because they've given you their email address. They want more of your content. They're very warm leads. They're not, they're they're way more valuable than a YouTube subscriber or an Instagram follower. That means nothing. It means something, but it means nothing in the scheme of things. Someone who said, here's my email address. Sure, you can send me stuff. That's that's opening the doors for relationships. So I want to make those people feel valued. So from time to time, you don't have to do this all the time, but from time to time, send them an email and just send them valuable over-delivered content. And don't overthink this. This can be, you see an interesting article that sparks an idea that you think would be helpful to them. Just shoot a screen grab of the article, screencast you talking about it, and, and just keep it just for them. Don't post it on YouTube. I know it could be good on YouTube, but there's, diff- there's a different play here when you send something exclusive to your list and that play is really building that exclusivity. They feel so loved. They feel like, Oh, I'm so glad I'm on Graham's list or I'm on your list because I get something that other people don't get. Over delivers can also be special prices and deals and offers. We'll get to that in a minute. So you can, you can think about this. It can be sneak peeks of your course. I'll give you an example. Last month, I did a live training uh, that was huge. It was free. I ended up selling um, recordings to it on the back end with a bunch of other bonuses. But what I did to people who were on my list was I sent them a preview of one of the things I was going to be covering in this live training, including a slide that had a formula. Uh, it's basically like a sales copy formula for writing headlines. I convert and I shared that with people on my list public to them, but it's not public. No one else got this. The the public just saw a chance to register for this event, but I gave them a sneak peek because they were on my list. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. It can be very simple, but just make people feel special for being on your list. This really helps engagement. It helps people not unsubscribe and it helps people again going back to the weekly content anticipate more value from you and you're building that trust that credibility that likability where they're really happy to be on your list so overdelivers the second type of email and as far as far as a rhythm for these you know at least once a quarter do something if you could do one once a month that's that's amazing I don't even think I do it that often but just maybe put it in your calendar once a quarter shoot something exclusive for your list at minimum. And just see what it does. Third type of email you should be sending are, are calls for engagement. So this is, this is when you are asking them to give feedback or respond to an email or fill out a, a survey or a poll or something. You want them to take action to tell you something. This is wonderful and it, it's a win-win, classic win-win. Number one, as the business owner and the content creator, you need to have a pulse on your people. You and I need to know what our students think about any given topic. We need to know what they're struggling with. We need to know what their desires and their dreams are. Um, and we have a general sense of that. If you've built your business, you've already done a lot of that initial research that warranted you even creating a business around this topic to know what your avatar wants and needs and struggles with. and But you always want to keep your ear to the ground to know the details of that in this moment. So especially when things are changing, for example, when the pandemic broke, um, I needed to know what my people thought about that. Were they afraid, uh, to be like my students in this business are business owners like you. And so what I found when, when things started to go into lockdown in March of 2020, well, my people were afraid to promote and they were asking questions like, am I allowed to to send a launch to my list? I was about to open a a product or I was about to launch a new product or can I do that? Is it okay to sell right now when people are struggling? And that was a big insecurity to them. So I found that out by doing engagement with my audience, with my email list. And that led me to create some content. Some I did specifically for my membership. Uh, I did a whole class on three promotions that you can do right now when times are hard that are, are just awesome for your people that will not only bless them, but convert well for you and make money. So you do that by asking questions. And so you need to know, you need to know. The second flip of this, the win-win for them is they feel valued when you ask for their thoughts and opinions, especially if you mean it and you're genuine. So what does this look like? A, this can look like a simple survey. Email your list from time to time and ask them to to fill out a simple survey. You can use a Google form or type form or any of these. They're free Um, and make them short and make them pointed. So like you might be asking a question about a a topic that you're considering doing a course on, or maybe sometimes I'll do an open-ended one. Like what is your biggest challenge right now related to X? If you could wave a magic wand and have something fixed in the next 90 days related to this topic, what would it be? Um, If you and I were to work together one-on-one and I could help you achieve any goal, what would it be? Like these are great open-ended questions and you can leave free write sections. Um, and just see what your people say. Last year, I did an open-ended kind of survey like this to my list uh, in September. And I learned that a good chunk of my list felt like they were struggling to launch their first course. They knew what it took. They had all the knowledge, but they just weren't getting it done. And they needed a kick in the pants. And if they could just make $1,000, they would feel like it had been worth it. And so you know what I did? I created an entire training that became a product called How to Launch Your First $1,000 Course. Right, that was built directly off of one simple survey, and that little training. I did a free training that I I, um, I monetized on the back end, and for a free training I did made twenty six thousand dollars, all traced back to this simple survey. I just asked my list what they wanted. It's not what I thought they wanted, and obviously there was people that wanted different things, but the vast majority of people said very similar stuff. I need to get my course launched. I'd love to make at least $1,000 to justify the work I'm doing on it. So I created a product and it, it put five figures of income in my pocket just by listening. So it helps you out. But then when you when you get people to reply, and sometimes it's as simple as this, and I'll tell you what, if you don't have an email funnel right now, it, meaning you don't have anything to sell, and I get that question a lot, well, Graham, my email funnel, I've got a lead magnet, I'm doing content, I, I know I need to grow a list, but I don't have a product to pitch in my funnel yet, what should I put in my funnel? You know what you should do, other than delivering um, the, the, the lead magnet that they opted in for? Add this one email to your funnel, or make this your only email in the funnel, that's fine too have a subject line that says, uh, what can I help you with right now? Question mark. Or how can I best help you right now? Question mark. Some variation of that. And then the email is very simple. Hey, saw that you joined my list and downloaded my free guide of whatever. Thank you so much. If you didn't get it, here's a link to it again. Blah, blah, blah. I want to make sure that I'm creating super valuable content for you and helping you at all times. Would you just let me know like what you're struggling with right now. What could I help you with right now? Like what's on your mind right now? Just hit reply to this email and respond to me. I read every response. Thanks. Sign off. Very simple email. What you'll find is a decent percentage. Bank on 20%. 10 to 20% of your people will actually hit reply and say, hey, thanks so much. Yeah, I'm really struggling with X, Y, and Z. All those replies become automated feedback for you. That you now can use to go create more free content or build a product and for them they feel so welcomed like they opted into a list and instead of just getting a generic like you know thank you email they actually got an invitation to share their opinion and their their thoughts and everybody loves to share their thoughts and their feedback especially if they really are excited about you and your content and they really want this relationship to work out they want. They want to have found the person that they can just come back to, that deep well of wisdom and encouragement that they can come back to. So they want to co-create with you. If they like you and your content, they're going to want to help you create more content for them. It's selfish in and of itself for them, but that's, that's the symbiotic relationship with a content creator and his or her audience is you create content that's attractive for them. But if you invite them into the process to co-create with you, what do you need help with? What do you want? What do you want to see in the channel? How can I serve you? They want to. There's an incentive for them to help you because it helps them get the content they want back out. They don't want to have to go search for another content creator. They already found you. They already like you. They want you to be the one, right? They want you to be that special person in their life. So like, it's like, help me help you, right? Help me be the content creator you want me to be. So feed me ideas. They love it. They're going to want to do it. So these calls for engagement, fill out a survey, reply to this email, answer this question, which would you like? Um, You know, I I didn't do this ironically uh, with my book, you know, but I I could have done this because I've seen some of my favorite authors do this with their book covers. Like, hey, we've designed three book covers. Which one do you like the most? Like anything like that. I did do this with my book title. Um, so last December I was, I was in negotiations with two publishers and one of the publishers wanted to, um, test titles during our negotiation process. Interestingly enough, I didn't end up going with that book publisher, but we did, uh, we came up with a bunch of, I had a bunch of title ideas. Um, and then we came up with a couple variations and then some subtitle ideas for the, the, the book. And we sent out a, a survey to my list that randomly resorted the the order of the titles and subtitles as well each time they opened it up, which was cool. And we got, you know, we sent it out to a list of like 10,000 people and we got a few hundred people respond, um, which the publisher was saying, if you get a hundred people to fill out the survey, you get a really good pulse. I think we got a few hundred people within 24 hours. And like the data was overwhelmingly clear, like what the best title was, which was not, it wasn't even my favorite but it's the one that people connected with the most. And so we went with the title and the subtitle pairing because it was the title, subtitle, and then combo. We gave every possible way for like the, the statistical anomalies to, to be weeded out, to get to the heart of like what people connected with the most. and that's And that was a call for engagement email. Like, hey, help me title my new book, co-creation. People love that. They feel part of the process, right? So calls for engagement work tremendously and they don't put money in your pocket directly, um, But they help your audience feel like, wow, this isn't one sided. This is a two sided relationship. Graham really pays attention to what I have to say. Super valuable. And a little bonus tip for you. If you are going to do surveys, especially if it's a longer one that you really have some pointed question incentivize the survey. Like say you're going to give away a free $200 gift card to some store that would be relevant to them and everyone who fills out the survey will be entered to win the $200 gift card or be entered to win one of your courses or be entered to win a coaching call with you. It can be anything. Um, but incentivize people to take action. I've done this before. I'll give you one final example and I'll move on to the last kind of email. Years ago, um, I was building a new course for the Recording Revolution all about recording your band which is one, it's phase one of two phases when it comes to music production. If you're not a music person, phase one is you got to record it. Phase two is you have to mix it. And that's the post-production, like spruce it up, make it sound amazing. I was building a course on the phase one process and I had built a lot of it, but I wanted to survey my audience to make sure that this course included everything they wanted. So I sent out the survey. I incentivized it with a $200 gift card to a, a recording studio company where you can buy microphones and stuff. So they would get some free equipment on me Um, one person would get this gift card. I got hundreds of responses. It was amazing. And what I found though, was what people wanted in this survey, they were like, you know what, Graham, I just wish you had a course that taught me how to do this phase two type stuff, mixing. And if if you would just mix a song in front of me and I could watch you over the shoulder while you mix a song, that would be so valuable. Now that I saw a lot of people answering that type of answer that had nothing to do with what I was asking for in the survey. I was surveying about a different topic, but they all wanted this other thing. And the other irony of that is that I already have that course on that thing that they wanted that does exactly what they wanted, but they were asking for something that I already had as if they didn't know I had it, which maybe that tells me that I'm not a good marketer. I don't know. So I'm reading this and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. How do these people not know I have this course already? It already exists. It's been out for three or four years. So what did I do? That week, I just wrote three quick emails announcing my course, Rethink Mixing, which is basically the course they were asking for. I emailed out to my list. I didn't say it was new, but I didn't say it wasn't new. I just did a mini three email promo that I just whipped out of my butt, sent it out. You know what I did? I made 10 grand, 10 grand one week because, and these people are like, oh my gosh, thank you for making this. I can't believe this is exactly what I wanted. I'm like, yeah, I've had it for like four years, bro. It's on my website. You could buy it every day. Like what, what's happening here? But the point is they felt valued by being able to share their opinions And then I got some valuable information that people didn't realize this other course existed. So I just did a quick promo last minute and made 10 grand. Can you believe that off of a $97 course? Crazy. So calls for engagement will help you. And finally, the fourth and final kind of email is basically what I just shared with you offers offers. You have to send out offer emails. This, it sounds so simple. If you want to make money, email your list and ask for money. Shocking, I know. It's funny how people won't magically send you money for no reason, but if you ask them for money, you they will send you money. It's, it's as simple as that. Not everybody will send you money, but every time you ask for money, somebody will send you money. It's the craziest thing. The problem is, is people who get this and understand the power of asking for money, aka offering a product or doing a launch or promotion, they get so enamored with this, they abuse it and they abuse it. And that's how you get people offering products every week or every two weeks, running two launches a month. Um, They're constantly running a flash sale. It's like, oh, it's my mom's anniversary of when her cat died. I'm running a flash sale, right? Like that, and and people who do this, view their email list like an ATM machine. And on the one hand, I applaud them because they understand what so many people don't understand, which is your ATM no, excuse me, your email list is an ATM machine. It, it produces cash. Your email list is the asset because your audience is the asset. So if you have products, you have an email list, functionally it is an ATM. Like you send an email, you will make money. It may not be all the money in the world. And if your emails are crappy, you're not gonna make a ton. And if your list is tiny, you won't sell as much as someone with a bigger list, but it's just impossible not to make money if you email your list and offer them stuff. So they're right. And I applaud them for that because so many people think, oh, you make money by having a big social media following. I should just make more TikTok videos. What a waste of time. Unless you can amass a huge following and you can do brand deals, like it's not worth your time. You know it's worth your time? Building an email list and offering them products so much easier to make money that way. So I applaud them for that. But what I don't applaud them for, and they're ruining this industry for the rest of us, is they just abuse their list. They they squeeze it out like a rag that's got a little bit of water left in it. They squeeze it so tight to squeeze out every drop of money. And so that does two things. One, it makes them money in the meantime. And B, it burns out their list so that that list is no longer worth as much every time they promote. And so they're just, they're sort of in- they're increasing the half-life of their business. Like it's just going to die or like speeding up the half-life of their business. It's just going to die a lot quicker because they just drained it dry. That's not what you want to do, but you do want to offer things. So here's, I'll leave you with this. I've talked about this at length in other places, but the short of it is have a promotional calendar for crying out loud, my friend. Do not run a business without having a plan to promote something. There's not a single business on planet earth that's making any money of any kind of business that has no promotional calendar. Like Apple is not sitting around saying, oh, we should make some money. Should we Should we launch a new iPhone or should we, should we do a sale on our Macs? Should we like, no, it's all planned out, right? Every business plans. Why aren't you planning? Why are you the exception? Oh, I'm not making money. I, I'm doing what Graham said. I have an email list. I'm making content, uh, but but no money's coming in because you don't have a freaking promotional calendar. Plan this out. This is very simple. I'll give you the simplest promotional calendar you'll ever hear. There's 12 months in a year. Last time I checked, your job is to launch or promote or offer, just so get rid of the word launch, promote, just offer something at least every three months. We call that a quarter. Every quarter, you need to be offering something to your email list. And I don't just mean send out that one little sheepish email where in the PS is like, oh, but PS, by the way, if you want to buy something, you can buy something. That's not an offer. I'm talking about a, like a promotion, three emails minimum, once a quarter. So what this could look like is if you have a new product you're launching this year, that's one of your, your quarterly promos, launch it, do a good launch. We're talking about two weeks, a week of pre-launch content, a week open and close the cart. Maybe there's a holiday sale, right? Black Friday's coming up, right? So maybe it's that. Maybe it's your, that's one of your quarterly promotions. That's great, fine. But do it right. Don't just send out one or two emails like, oh, it's it's tomorrow's Black Friday. I should probably do something. Have it in your calendar a year ahead of time that you know that that's what you're going to do. And these are the emails you're going to send. Even if you haven't written all of them, you just know I'm going to send at least on these dates and these dates. And here's what the timing is going to be. I'm going to open the offer here, close the offer here. That could be one. If you have a, a product that opens and closes, like my membership opens and closes, that could be one of your quarterly promotions. Any one of these things could be one of your quarterly promotions. But if you have a smaller, newer business, at least, this is the minimum, four times a year, you're going to send out offers to your list. Minimum. And then on the maximum, once a month, send out a, a, a series of offer emails. And again, not just one email, but three to five minimum. So it could be a sale. It could be a new product. You could affiliate promote another product. Anything like that. Open and close a membership. So between four and 12 promotions a year, that's the range. And in those promotions, you send at least three emails, never one, never two, and never just in the PS. It's possible for one of those five emails to be a soft pitch. That's fine. But you have to have hard pitch emails in there. Don't be afraid to sell if you have good stuff to sell. And to that end, if you don't know how to promote or what kind of emails to send when you're offering emails, download my five-day product pitch emails. It's it's literally done for you. It's a template that works tremendously. Go to grahamcochran.com slash five days, download it, read it, study it. There's some instructions at the beginning to explain how it works, what the formula is and why it works, and then make your own version of it. That's it. Those are the four types of emails. Your weekly content, over delivers from time to time, calls for engagement, and then your offers. This is why you have a list. Those four types of emails will keep you busy. That's all you need. Certainly you can squeeze in anything else. If you have something cool going on, um, if you have, um, if you're going to do like a a speaking tour and you're going to be in people's towns, like, Hey, I'm coming to your town or like I have a book coming out. You're going to be hearing more emails from me about my book telling you about it, telling you about pre-order stuff. Tell, you know, if I'm going to be on certain publications or on certain people's podcasts, talking about the book, like you'll get some emails from me about that kind of stuff. If something bad or good happens in your life, you could share that, some of your personal life with your Any of those things you can squeeze in, but these are the four core types of emails that you should just work into your repertoire and, and flex the muscle of getting used to sending these types of emails. It'll keep your list engaged. It'll keep it healthy, and it allow you to, to make money because the fourth type, the offers is what you're actually asking for money. The first three all lead up to that. They keep the list warm. They keep it engaged. They keep you informed. They train people to expect emails, valuable emails, train them to open, train them to click. All of that helps you so that when you do offer, it works. If you have a cold email list that you never send emails to, and then you try to launch something, good luck. It's not going to do very well. So that's why this is an ongoing thing. And those four kinds of emails are going to help you win. There You go, my friend, leave me a comment. If you're watching on YouTube, let me know which of those four kinds of emails is the missing one for you. Are you sending some or, or most of those types of emails, but you're missing out on one of those types of emails or two or three? That's fine too. Leave me a comment below. Let me know which one you're missing uh, and which one you're like, yeah, I need, I need to be doing those types of emails. That's all you need to do. And then your next step is to make a freaking promotional calendar, right? We're almost to the end of the year here, but wherever you are in the year, look at the next 12 months and look at when you're going to offer stuff. And then look at your weekly rhythm and make sure you have a plan for your emails. You don't have to do much, but just be slightly intentional and you're going to be steps ahead of where most people are. Most people are winging this thing, they're scrambling. That's not a business, that's a hobby. That's, that's just fiddling with stuff. I don't want you to do that. I want you to have a little bit of a plan. You don't have to map out every minute of your life, but just have a plan and uh, you're going to go a lot farther. And like I said, pick up the emails, five-day email product pitch sequence. It's really easy. It's a template, grahamcochran.com slash five days. That's the number five, five days. Hey, if this is helpful, let me know. I hope you are having an amazing day. Thanks for tuning in. I always appreciate you. You are an incredible human being because you made it to the end of this thing. You listened, you're paying attention, you're dialed in, you didn't tune away. So that means a ton to me. I see you, I know you're there and uh, I have a lot of respect for you and I hope I'm adding immense value to your life and to your business. Uh, Otherwise, I'm wasting everybody's time. I don't want to do that. So let me know if this has been valuable to you and just know that I appreciate you. A lot of good stuff coming up and uh, talk to you on another episode. Listen.